Welcome to the Five Smooth Stones podcast with Daniel Watts, the director of the EGM Institute. Hello, Daniel Watts here with our Five Smooth Stones weekly podcast. These podcasts are focusing on the five qualities of a life-changing children's ministry, and they're found in Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. Relationship, experience, truth, discussion, and response. We're in a little mini-series studying the Great Commission and children's ministry. This week, we're looking at making disciples by going. One of my favorite summers of children's ministry was when our church did not have a building. The church had grown from a small Bible study meeting at a middle school to a church of several thousand with three services packed into a high school gym. The church had purchased land, but the building project was not going to be done for months. The leadership of the children's ministry decided to take the Great Commission imperative to go literally. We identified five neighborhoods and decided to host VBS programs in the neighborhoods. One was at a clubhouse, another in the green belt, but all of them were out among the children. We had to haul supplies, recruit, and train leaders for each separate VBS venue, but the impact was awesome. A large percentage of the children had never set foot in our church, and we connected with hundreds of new children. Many of them accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and it ended up bringing their parents to our church. It was a great example of going out from the confines of your church property, your church community, and engaging children right where they are. Unfortunately, the next year we had a building, and we fell in love with hosting the VBS on the campus. Last week, we made the grammatical argument that the only single imperative in the Great Commission is to make disciples. This week, we're going to examine going as the first participle describing how disciples are to be made. The first participle that describes making disciples is translated from the Greek as go. The most literal literal way to translate that Greek participle would be in your going, but nobody talks or writes like that in English. It reminds me of the time my three-year-old daughter ran into our house in Poland and in English blurted out, dog me bit. In Polish, as in many languages, word order doesn't matter. You can say dog bit me or dog me bit. Unfortunately, when she said dog me bit, we weren't sure based on the grammar what had happened. Did the dog bite Brittany or did Brittany bite the dog? The fact that she was crying provided the needed context clue. But I digress. So, as if we are to make disciples of children, we have to go to them, and this means leaving where we are and moving to where they are. After all, children can't have a discipleship relationship with Jesus Christ. They can't know Him, follow Him, enjoy fellowship with Him, talk with Him throughout the day, or learn the practices of a disciple if they don't know Him. We have to go and tell them. We have to move among them and help them experience the love of Christ through us. We have to share the message of salvation in Christ. And when we're with the children, we can invite them 
to confess Christ as their Lord and Savior and to begin a new life as a member of his family. We can't expect children to come to us. Church events and programs are wonderful. Good news clubs are great. Awana meetings are fantastic. And each of these opportunities to teach children fuel our desire to be out among them, inviting them to meet Jesus and learn about him. Next, the object of the participle in your going is all the nations. In other words, the grammar communicates that the going is to all the nations. For the disciples who were Jews, God's chosen people, this idea of their faith expanding to all nations was big news. Jesus was sending them to the Gentiles, the heathens, the pagans, to people from every nation and people group, people who weren't in any kind of relationship with God, people who had adopted their false religions, people who believed in nothing at all. Today, we don't use the words heathen, pagan, or Gentile very often, a more Modern rendering of this aspect of Jesus's command would be to go to people who aren't your peeps. In other words, we're to go to boys and girls being raised in non-Christian homes and therefore have no idea that God loves them or who Jesus is. We're to go to children who have been convinced by the world around them that more toys will make them happier. We're to go to children living in refugee camps who have no home. And we go into places racked by violence where children go to sleep at night to the sound of small arms fire. Our going is to boys and girls in wealthy communities who've never had a parent say to them, I love you. Our going is to children who've never read the Bible, never been inside a church. Our going is to all the boys and girls in every corner of the world, poor or wealthy, happy or sad, educated or not. Jesus Christ. Christ desires every child to have the opportunity to know his love and forgiveness, to experience his guidance and direction, to discover his purpose and plan for them, and to live as part of his family. On the mountaintop, before his ascension, Jesus told his disciples the full scope of the ministry task, to bring all the world under his reign. The first participle of the commission is about going. The gospel truth about Jesus should reach every child everywhere, even to the ends of the earth. And by God's grace, children in every people group on earth will become disciples of Jesus Christ. Too often, however, when I teach that we go to make disciples rather than just recruit new believers, people hear me saying that I don't care about lost people, and nothing could be further from the truth. But again, the Great Commission says nothing about making converts. The Great Commission is Jesus' command to make disciples. Salvation is the first step of discipleship. The choice to ignore discipleship is not based in God's Word. Several years ago, a small team from California arrived in Poland, and after their training, they headed out to our neighborhood to the east, a country still racked by political turmoil today. The team served at a church camp that hosted children in the church family as well as children from the local community. In addition, church members sponsored some of the children living in a nearby orphanage. The camp was a huge success, and God worked in amazing ways in the lives of the children, the local leadership, and our team. During the last evening of the camp, the team helped build a bonfire for an outdoor worship service. 
A crucial element of the bonfire time was the local pastor presenting the message of salvation to children, giving them an opportunity to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, and join the family of God, and commit to following Him as His disciple. The pastor rose, and our team was so blessed to hear through a translator, beautiful age-appropriate message for children. At the end, the pastor presented the message of salvation and invited children who wished to respond to come forward. About 15 children did just that. At that point, the pastor described the situation in the country. Following Jesus Christ, he explained, could mean persecution, trouble in school, problems with family members and the authorities. Our team was shocked. They couldn't believe a pastor would say such things to children who wanted to become Christians. That's how he was closing his gospel presentation and his invitation to the children to put their faith in Jesus. They were confused. Then our team heard the pastor ask the group of about 15 if they were sure they wanted to repent and follow Jesus Christ. And yes, he used the word repent. Interestingly, in Eastern Europe, people are said to repent. Terms like born again, confess Christ, got saved are very much less common. Our team thought that the entire group would probably dash back to their seats without making any commitment to follow Jesus. Instead, the team's to the team's shock and delight, another 20 or so children stood up and walked forward to join the 15. That evening, more than 35 children prayed, received the forgiveness of sins, and committed themselves to following Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us this week for the Five Smooth Stones podcast. If you like what you hear, feel free to share this podcast with another children's worker in your church or your community. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Our next Five Smooth Stones podcast will be this same time next week. To learn more about life-changing children's ministry, check out the EGM Institute website at www.egminstitute.org.